where it's a event where you kind of, you know, you raise money and you have your head shaved off, that, uh, or your hair shaved off, not your head. Everybody and welcome to episode 45 of the On The Runs podcast. We're coming to you virtual tonight. It's been an exciting week. There's a lot to get to, but first, I gotta say hello to my lovely co-host, Erica. Erica, what's going on? Hello, my friend. How was your week going so far? It's been a good week, I think. <gasps> yeah, I got up and went to the gym three times this week at six in the morning and jumped in the pool. I'm getting back into triathlon mode. You know, Nicole's doing a race. I said I would do a race with her. I need to get back in the pool. Three mornings this past week, I got into the gym. That's a good job. You are so close to making that a habit. How many times? I forget what they say, but you'll you'll be making a habit out of that soon. I got to. I got to get rid of the late night workouts. I got to get into the uh, morning workouts and the lunchtime workouts. That's what I got to do. The nighttime workouts. Mm-hmm. The nighttime is for the pod. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, so how are you? And it looks like you have a little, a new addition to your uh, spare room podcast studio there. Oh yeah, I've been doing good. Um, I did some interior decorating, if, if you can see. Because the other day when I was sitting at the different angle, you, you noticed my um, my new little cabinet right there. And I was telling you I put all my running stuff in there. And you're like, oh, you should totally do something with all the, the books and yada, yada. So I hung up my um, 2018 Boston Marathon poster. It's got my name on it. And I, I got some uh, some running books I put on display. And do you have Y1 Run? A couple of fake plants. You know I do. It's right next to my Meb for Mortals. <laughs> I got some cool books. I don't have anything fancy here. You, you know, I'm just trying to block the towels and mm-hmm. everything on the door there. So I try <laughs> to block it like this. And then I that's okay. I need to do something. But like, I got the book. Here's the book. I got my book here. You know, it's it's in a safe spot from getting ruined by children. But here's my here's my copy. Here's the. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Here's the. We're gonna have to put this on the gram because it's a not a, it's a podcast so people can see it. But yeah, here's my copy mm-hmm. of the book. So. Yeah, there it is. Safekeeping. I I'm looking around. I don't see an elephant in the room, but I think there's an elephant in the room. And you have some big news this week. It was an exciting week for us, and especially for you. <laughs> I I've been sworn to secrecy for the past few weeks as well from you. Like like it's classified. I could like if you tell anyone, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, the secret's out now, dude. <laughs> Yeah, everybody. Uh, it is pretty exciting news. Um, I'm going to be working with Chris Lewis and uh, Lisa over at Total Image Running, and I'm going to help them. Well, they are actually transitioning to me, the Total Image 10K and 10 miler. I'm going to be the new race director, hopefully going to be taking it on for years to come. So I am super excited about that. Super nervous. But uh, Chris and Lisa are going to be taking real good care of me and making sure that I don't let you guys down for an awesome race coming up in May. So, you know, it's really kind of funny about this whole thing is um, a long time ago on the podcast, I said, I want to do all the TI signature races and get the jacket or something. It was like, you got to do 12 out of 10 <laughs> races or that <laughs> math. you got to do 10 out of 12 races. Right. Math. Uh, not a math guy here, as as we all can tell. So. 
And then all of a sudden, there was no racist on the website. And people are like, I'm actually getting messages. People are like, Eric, do you know if TI is doing any racist? What's going on? And I'm like, I know nothing. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what makes me the know-it-all guy? And then all of a sudden, one day, you send me a screenshot of an email. And I'm like, I have all the answers and I can't tell people. (laughs) I know. As far as I know that they're... Uh, Chris and Lisa are just starting to transition just into race timing. So they're still out there. They're still doing the run, walk, brew club that they do on Wednesday night. So that's one thing that we can still do. Join them and have fun and just uh, get some good socializing. Starting in in April. There you go. There you go. I think every every Wednesday night starting in April, I'm going to try to be there. You know, that's that's when hockey's over. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that would be cool. So let's get a little more in depth on this. So you... They they basically asked you, you know, if it was an interest for yeah. you and you went and you met them in person to talk. Yeah, about it, I right? talked to Chris. Um, she reached out just saying, I think you would be an awesome addition <laughs> if you were interested in taking on your own race. And of course, I I talked to you. I was freaking out a little bit. I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this. Like, this is a this is a big thing because a lot of people. <laughs> I told you you had it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's still up in the air, but I certainly hope I can do it. But a lot of people love this race. I personally love this race. It's such a nice course. The volunteers are always great. It's just such a nice atmosphere. So that's what I'm hoping to bring to it is is the same race that you guys know and love. I podiumed in that race. That was the See? race where I had a pizza the night before and signed mm-hmm. up and I podiumed. And that was pretty, that was the one where I brought Ashley's shirt by mistake. <laughs> the best picture shirt, ever. Like, three, three sizes too small. <laughs> That's where I met Sarah Halleck, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mike wasn't even running. He was there and he goes, hey, hey, Eric, what's up? And that's where we met. I met Sarah. You were at that race. So okay. no, I'm excited. So so you're going to do this one and then you're going to kind of figure out later if you want to do more this year or is it just going to be the 10 miler? Well, for now, it's just the 10 miler. But I mean, if all goes well, there's a possibility I might take on another one. So we'll see how this one goes first and then um, play it by ear. I'm excited. I'm so excited for you. I was like, this is great. I'm not going to run the race, actually. I'm going to kind of help you, whether that is like just standing on the corner, go this way, or like (laughs) uh, like be on porter potty patrol or something, you know, make sure it has enough toilet paper in there for everyone. (laughs) I don't care. You're going to put me to work. We're going to figure it out. I'm going to set my fee. I'll I'll send you an invoice later. We'll figure that one out. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to need you to do like registration day and you can give out like, here's your bib and here's your free complimentary on the run sticker. (laughs) You know what I might be good at, even though I can't pronounce names, I might be good behind a microphone. Oh, you might have to fight Chris, Chris Lewis for that. Cause, um, I think that she she might typically the girl. Well, I, I think that, um, they might be handling that with the, they're doing the timing. So they may do the announcing as well, but I mean, you could, you could fight her for it. She may take no, you. No, no, no. That's take her you, job. Though. That's her job. I'll go at the uh, U-turn. I'll go on the rail trail and just like, you know, turn around here if you're on the 10K. Keep going if you're on the 10 mile. I don't care. Whatever you want me to do, whether it's I'll put you doing that or picking up the trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, And if you need a DJ, I think we know DJ Terry. We can get him Ooh. back out of retirement. He came back last summer. Would he come you know, out so- of retirement for this? I, I would love to have him. 
All we need is some big speakers. We got those Perfect. and an iPod with a pl- good playlist, you know, that's probably um, non-explicit. You know? So, <laughs> right. No, this will be cool. I'm so excited for you. This is exciting. It was really big news to announce. And um, I know the race is only like 90 days away. So it's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll share details on social media about where you can sign up and do it. You can do it virtual. Yes. It's funny when you when you told us this, Katie and I, Katie in our group chat and Shauna were asking questions like, can you have strollers? Yes. Are dogs allowed? Yes. yes. Right. Dogs are allowed. Yeah. Right. Because it's a race for the dogs. Yeah. Stuff like, oh, Erica, now you got to get porta potties and all this. And <laughs> It, everyone had so many questions, but you know, it's going to be fun. It might be a little overwhelming at times, but I think you're going to love it and do a couple a year would be, a bl- it would be so much fun to host a couple races a year. We know other people in the area too, who would love to do it with us and help us with it and help you. So I'm going to see exciting. what I can do. I mean, this is, this is going to be a part-time job kind of thing. Cause I do have my other full-time job and I don't want to slack on the podcast either, but I mean, if I can find time, like this is definitely something I can see myself doing. No slacking on the podcast. I got some <laughs> backup plans too for when you go to Japan in a couple there weeks. There you so, go. That is so exciting, Erica. Yeah, stay tuned for more details. <laughs> awesome. Before we get to our interview, I have a shout out because we have a new Patreon for our On The Runs Patreon page. And I got to give a big shout out <laughs> to one of our penguins, Miss Karen Clark. Penguin, penguin. Penguin, penguin. That's a special penguin shout out to Karen. Yes. Thank you, Karen, for being one of our patrons. Can't wait to go skiing with her in a couple of weeks. I'm going skiing actually the weekend after you come back. Oh, yeah. Uh, Karen and I got a ski in, ski out condo with some friends. It's going to be a blast. So, and then you and her are doing a relay around St. Patrick's Day. So that's awesome. Karen, you're amazing. You're the best. I went skiing today and I'm sorry you missed out on it, but uh, (laughs) it was a great day at Ragged. So Karen, thank you for being one of our patrons. Can't wait. And if anyone here wants to jump on board, you can, and you'll get a big shout out from us. I certainly hope you'll be at that race that I'll be running with Karen and Shauna, actually. Since you wouldn't commit to the relay, Shauna's going to run it with us. So you you said oh, you were going to run I, the the whole half. <laughs> I have gamophobia, as we talked uh-huh. about before. Uh-huh. So we'll see. It, it, wait, is it a Saturday or a Sunday race? It is it's a, a Saturday. That might be tough. For I thought me. you said okay, Saturdays we'll were see. easier than Sundays. No. No, Sundays are my day. Saturdays, uh, I got the kids all day. Well, bring all them day, down and, and, the and come cheer all of them. Your whole brood. That will, I'll be there in one way or the other, whether I'm running or cheering and handing out stickers or something. There you yeah, go, gonna man. Going to be a blast. Well, let's get to our interview. Our interview is pretty great. Um, we It's a local guy, Mr. Mister 305 No More. We had Steven on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when we interviewed him, and he's had quite the journey with the weight loss, and then all of a sudden, he decided to jump into a marathon. No big deal. <laughs> Jumping right in. His longest race before that was a 5K. So uh, that's coming up. (laughs) We're going to see the story. You know, he hasn't yet run the marathon. So that's coming up. But you're going to hear this. uh, You're going to hear mostly his weight loss journey here. He's he's a really good time talking to him. Yeah, he's a a loyal listener. and, And we're glad that he reached out, that we've been able to get to know him a little bit better. And... And yeah, we're happy to have him on the pod, on the pod. Everyone, enjoy the interview with Mr. 305. No more. Our next guest on the pod is from Pelham, New Hampshire. But when you listen to him talk, you'll hear a little bit of that Boston voice in him. Speaking of Boston, he'll be running 
in the Boston Marathon this year. Not a big deal in support of one mission. To many of you, he is known as Mr. 305, no more, as he is sharing his weight loss journey on Instagram with us. We are super excited to welcome Stephen to On The Run. Stephen, welcome to the On The Runs podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's I'm about a, time. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've been trying to set this up for quite a while now, so welcome to the show. We were just talking about what are we going to call you, Steve or Steven? And we said Steve, and then there I go in the intro, I called him Steven twice. <laughs> well, it's Steve now, so we can get it right. <laughs> going forward, yes. Perfect. So Steve, I mentioned when you, when you talk, you can kind of hear that Boston in your voice. Where are you actually from, my man? So I was born in Malden, Massachusetts. And that's where I kind of spent most of my childhood around Malden, Melrose, Everett, Medford, back to Malden, a few different places down there before moving up towards the northern side of Drakeit around 2000, around 2000, I think. So I was probably about 13, 14 when I moved up this way. And then I just recently moved to Pelham. When did you move? Was it um, with your family or do you have a family? Tell us about them. I do. Uh, So I am married with two children. Um, they are twin girls. You have twins? 11. I have twins. Too. What? Yes. Like I said, we have a lot in common. Bald and twins. Bald and beautiful and twins. <laughs> How old are and your twins? twins? Uh, they just turned 11. Boys or girls? Uh, both girls. Both girls. Identical then? Yeah. Uh, fraternal. Oh, okay. Yep. So they do look a lot alike. Um, a lot of, some people have told us, asked us to get them tested. We're like, ah, who cares? Like, you know, paternal is good enough. And if there's ever a health reason, then we would, you know, get them tested to see if they're really identical. But Right. My, my, my boys are identical. And we knew that pretty early on because we were something called mono die. But we can talk about that on a medical podcast. This is a yes. running podcast. And you got quite the story. So let's get to know you a little bit, my man. You grew up in the Malden area. What did you do growing up as a kid? Actually, so when I was a kid, I mostly played either video games on Nintendo 64 Big yes. Nintendo fan. Got a little bit into PlayStation. Um, and the only activity I really did was baseball. I played baseball just about every year until, yeah, until I moved up to Drake in 2000. So I was a big kind of baseball player back then. Wasn't really in shape of the baseball player. I was kind of like the bigger, you know, heavy hitter. Well, David Ortiz, um, big poppy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like a mini David Ortiz. So, yeah. So I did that for quite some time. And that was pretty much it. Um, had a few just kind of, roaming the streets of Malden and, you know, get out of school, walk around, roll the neighborhood with some friends until I got picked up. You probably grew up in the time and age like us, like Erica and myself. You mm-hmm. had to go home when the streetlights turned on. Exactly. Yep. Right. Basically. Yep, I, had a, I, I had a beeper. So whenever uh, you had a beeper, home, get paged. Yes. Oh my God. You yeah. might, you might be aging yourself with us. I never had a beeper. <laughs> uh, I'm 35. So. Oh my God, I'm old. I'm He's older. younger than both of us. He's younger He's than us. than me. I didn't have a beeper either. Yeah, I could yeah. see that though. Like maybe your mom and dad just send you a quick beep and you know that means come home. Yeah, it was perfect. I get it. My daughter's like asked us the other day. She's six. She wants a cell phone. Oh yeah. Ooh, six. Mm. It's like you have a tablet. It does everything you need and it can make phone calls. You don't need a cell phone. I don't need to pay for another line. I didn't get a cell phone until I got a driver's license. My dad had no job. He got laid off, and I didn't get a birthday gift for my 16th birthday. But three months later, I got my driver's license, and I got a cell phone because not that they want me talking on the phone while driving, but now I can go places, and I might need to call them or tell them something. I don't know. When did you get a cell phone? 
so I had a cell phone when I was in like fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade. Uh, my kids just got their first cell phone when they, I think it was last June. So it was the summer when they were 10. So it was just right around summertime. I was like, you know what? Time to get rid of the landline, get the kids a cell phone. So that way they can call us or we can call them if needed, you know, especially with like sleepover starting and stuff like that. Now they're twins. Do you get the two of them one phone or do you get them each their own? Oh, no, they each had their own. Hand-me-downs, though. So they took our phones. We got new phones. They get the old phones. That's how you got to do it, especially when they're so yeah. expensive. Yep. They um, can't actually, share a phone, though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned that. So Garmin has watches for kids hmm. that's oh, like really? a phone. So you can actually get a phone plan for the watch so the kids can, you can make, you know, calls and stuff like that to the kids on the phone. Well, that's the really watch. cool. Yeah. So it's a way hey, to Garmin. avoid having a having a phone. You listening, What's Garmin? We got some fans over here. <laughs> Not me. I got the Suntu now. Oh well yeah, you saw suck. So. <laughs> so you 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 were more of a video game kind of guy. You played some baseball. You were a big poppy at the plate. Yeah. What do you do now that you're in New Hampshire? What do you do for work and what do you do for a living? So I work at a desk job. I'm a business analyst. I do a lot of work with uh the Salesforce platform for CRM. Other than that, I mean, it was pretty much just work home, work home for the longest time. Especially once you have, you know, when you have kids, it's not very easy to be so active. And then after that, you know, just recently I started kind of getting into more of the go to work, maybe go to the gym and stuff like that. But for the majority part, especially, you know, during COVID, it was just working home, working home. Not a very active lifestyle back then. Have you ever heard, I need to bring this up now because you said you are a business analyst. Have you ever heard of Jeff Dunham? He's a ventriloquist. Yes. Okay. Have you seen his skit when Peanut picks out a guy in the front row and says, what do you do for work? I have. The guy goes, I'm a business analyst. And Peanut goes, huh, a business analyst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are a business. <laughs> I have not seen that. You've never seen Oh, my God. Uh, it's the no. best. I'm going to find that one and send it to you guys. I, I... <laughs> Eric has only seen me cry laughing once or twice. I cried throughout that whole recent episode. And uh, he took a solid 10 minutes to like calm his shit down. (laughs) Took a while. (laughs) Yeah. Most of the, you know, like I said, um, when we moved to Pelham, it was right when COVID started. So right in March of 2020, pretty much we got a pod, had it dropped off at our old house in the driveway. Just spent, you know, a couple of weeks loading it up ourselves and everything. And then the company came, moved it to the new house. And then we spent a couple of weeks unloading it. We really didn't have like that whole big like moving party and having everyone come over and help. Um, That's right. Everyone at that point was, uh, you know, locked down. There was some parts where we were like, oh, are we even going to be able to close? Like, is this going to happen? Everything was starting to shut down. So we literally made it like a week before a lot of stuff shut down around here to be able to close. So it was good part was, is, you know, at that time I was working from home and made it a little bit easier to be able to make that transition. What motivated the move north? Uh, more space. Fortunately, I think we've got too much space now, but we were looking for more land. Um, you know, we lived in Lowell for a little while and in Lowell, you know, the houses are on top of each other. We could like literally pass butter to our neighbor through the kitchen window if we wanted to. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it was very, very close. Uh, we had like, you know, really, really tiny backyard. So figured it was time to kind of expand a little bit, get a little more space. If you think of it, Lowell's not really that far from Pelham, so you didn't go too far, but you went to a smaller town, more woods, more trees. Yep. You just kind of crossed the river, I think, and you're in Pelham. 
Yeah, uh, I think we actually, I think it's a 12 minute drive from our old house. Not bad. No. So it was a pretty easy move, very local. So not a lot of driving. Still drive by the old house every so often. Well, I got I got one more question before we get on into your story and your journey, your weight loss journey. You you are one of our biggest fans, I feel like. How did you find us? Because I have a theory, but I'm I'm kind of curious how you found us. So there was one day back in around August of last year, posted on Instagram that I was looking for a podcast to listen to. And I may have specifically said running, I'm not 100% sure, but I posted I was looking for a podcast. And then a one of my uh, contacts, who's kind of become like a running friend slash Spartan friend, this kid, David, he responded That's and it. said, hey, yeah, he said, hey, uh, you should check out On The Runs podcast. And I was like, oh, all right. So I downloaded the podcast and I told myself, I'm like, you know what? I got to listen from episode one. Oh, boy. To the current episode. So I went through <laughs> the entire podcast. You started, you went to number one. Was number one the first one you listened to? It was. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's when we were just starting out, learning how to do things. Mike in the middle of the table, sharing it. I don't, I'm surprised you listened to number two after number one. I mean, we had fun. That was cool, but that was so different. That was so long ago, too. You know, you got to give everything a chance. And I think, you know, one of the big things I liked about the podcast was it was local, right? So, you know, a lot of times I listen to podcasts and there's some guy out in Tennessee or Texas or wherever they're from. So it was just nice having a local podcast when you guys, you know, talked about some of the local races in the area. So it was one of those things where I'd be like listening. I'm like, oh, I want to do that race. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm not caught up yet. Like that race is over. <laughs> it's already passed. I think that was the brewery chase relay we did for episode one. Yeah, that, that was one, one of the first. <laughs> um, there was some of the Goffstown race the, that you guys talked about. The Gallup, the Goffstown Gallop. The Gallop. Yeah. Yep. So I think I missed, you know, I heard the episode, but it was like, you know, two months after it happened. So, well, you'll have um, to come gotcha. next so year. Nice finally catch up. I can guarantee you Erica will be there next year. I'm always at the Gallup. I don't know if I will. Always. It is. I will. Uh, I'll be there. It's always what the last Sunday in June. Nope. It's the, I want to say the fourth Saturday in June, which may not be the last Saturday in June. All right. All right. <laughs> so it depends right. how it falls, but the fourth Saturday in June. It's usually around my birthday weekend, which is fun. (laughs) Yeah, I like that we can be kind of relatable to people in the area. We can give some suggestions. And I mean, that's how I got to meet Steve for the first time. We got to meet locally because I went down for the, what was it? The Jingle Bell Half down in Haverhill and got to run into him. And it was nice to finally introduce myself (laughs) and get to meet you for for real instead of just on Instagram. So we'll have to meet up to uh... some races soon. Yeah, definitely. It's funny when you walk into some people, um, you know, that I see on, you know, that I'm friends with on Instagram or follow and you run them to a race and it's like, I don't know your name, but I know your Instagram handle. Happens all the time. (laughs) You're like, you're like, are you run the journey? Are you 305 no more? Rachel runs for metal. She was with me that that time. So we (laughs) got to introduce Rachel to him. Uh, Yeah, I I know we'll get to it maybe later. But in uh, when I was doing one of the Spartan runs in Vermont, going up one of the steep hills and someone turned around and said, Hey, you're that three Oh five. No more guy. Right. Well, I like yes. to call you Mr. Three Oh five. No more because I like Pitbull and he's Mr. Three Oh five. That's what I think of too. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yes. Oh, you got, he's got a shaved head too. Yeah. I know. Oh, you're, all, bald. you're all bald. <laughs> We're bald and beautiful shaved. Uh, I prefer to call it shaved, but yes, we are 
beautiful bald men. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right, Steve. So speaking of your Insta handle, which Newt definitely loves. Mr. Three uh, <laughs> let's get into let's get into your weight loss journey. So why don't you take us back to June of 2021? I believe that's when your whole journey started. So um let us know how it began. Yeah. So uh, you know, I've gone on many journeys in the past. Um, and it was kind of like a yo-yo diet kind of thing all the time. And I would join different gyms and go for two months with a trainer leave the trainer, say I can do it myself, and then just stop going. And then I just, you know, pay a donation pretty much to the gym on a monthly basis. You know, so I got to the point where I was a big guy and, you know, clothes were fitting tight. And I was like, I don't want to go keep going up sizes. Um, And I had a buddy that he went to a program and he shared some of the program information with me. Um, The packet that he got, it was when I was reading it, it was pretty much a keto kind of lifestyle. And I saw he lost, you know, at the point 70 to 80 pounds by doing it um, in a short period of time. And so I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. So I kind of started just almost like cold turkey. I just said, you know what? I'm just going to start it right now. Just going to cut out carbs. I was going to ask, can you go into what keto is? Um, Because I personally don't know a whole lot about it. I'm not sure about our listeners, but I'm kind of interested to see um, what kind of changes you made to your diet and what exactly is keto. So keto is low carb um, diet. So there's some people that do what they call clean keto and then there's dirty keto. Clean keto is you kind of keep out a lot of those sugar alcohols. Um, okay. You stick to like more of a, you know, really low, low carb diet. And it's also the whole carbs, right? So when I do dirty keto, it's net carbs, mm-hmm. where the net carbs is the carbs minus the fiber um, minus the sugar alcohols. So something that might say it's like 24 grams of carbs, like these Quest bars, they come out saying that they're only like four or five net carbs, but it's like 24 grams of carbs. Then there's, you know, the fiber, then you subtract, there's like 10 gra- uh, grams of like sugar alcohol. So you're so doing a lot of math like, uh, for this diet. <laughs> a lot of math, but it's mostly just counting carbs. I didn't count okay. calories, nothing. So it was just the only number I was thinking in my head all the time was just the carb count. You know, at that point, I would just start finding everything that I could eat that was keto friendly at that point and just stay within my net carb range was about 30 to 40 net carbs a day. Okay. Um, so depending on, you know, weight and what your the goals are and stuff like that, I kind of went based off that. And at the time I had no physical activity still. It was more of just kind of, you know, working home, working home. And I told myself I wasn't going to do a gym membership because I didn't want to keep donating to gyms, uh, mm-hmm. especially like basic, you know you know, the basic gyms of the world. And I've done that, tried that, never worked. So what I ended up mostly doing was walking. So I do keto, you know, the keto diet and just kind of making sure I get like a half hour walk in every day. And that was pretty much the extent of it for the first five months of doing keto. Um, I started my Instagram, I think in September. So a few months after, and that's when I started it as the keto Steve, you know, to kind of keep that whole keto theme going and um, everyone who would search for keto would pop up with my page at some point and kind of obvious of what my goals and plans were at that time. What was what was your life like before you started this journey? What were you doing? I know as a kid you were doing video games, but you just moved to New Hampshire a yep. year before this. What was your life like around that first year? And maybe it was all because of COVID. Were you, were you this way before COVID yeah. and before the um, move? Or? I mean, so before... You know, I, I think I've reached over 300 pounds a couple of times. 
Uh, actually, I think one time I was like 315 when I jumped on a scale. So I think, you know, the ups and downs, the ups and downs, you know, and it got to the point right before I started, you know, moved to Pelham. It's like, oh, I owe a lot of land to mow and take care of, but I bought a ride-on lawnmower. So it makes life a lot easier, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was a big craft beer drinker. Love drinking craft beer. Um, so unfortunately, yeah. when you do keto, there's no carbs. Beer is very high in carbs. So had to cut that out. And I switched from, at that point, switched from beer to tequila and seltzer water. So that was a wonderful keto-friendly drink. Um, Good to know. But yeah, so before I uh, started the keto, it was not a very healthy lifestyle, not very active, tried to be active, you know, I think there was a picture I have out there where, you know, I was playing volleyball and it's a picture of me standing there. And I knew the camera was like, someone had a camera set up on the side of the volleyball net and they had to like take in video. And I was like, Oh, like, I don't like that view. But yeah, so it's, uh, it's been quite the journey. All right. So what was the one thing that made you realize you needed a change? I think it was just, you know, part of it was my breathing and my energy did not have a lot of energy at all. I think it was like the weekend before I started, I went to what my cousin had a, was it, the, it was a bachelor party. I went out for my cousin. We had a party bus and whew, I drank a lot. You know, when you put a bus to drive you around and you have nowhere to be, you know, I started off with just beer. Then it turned into shots. Then it turned into more beer. Um, mm-hmm. Then it turned into whiskey at the end of the night. And it got to the point where I just like got up went to a bedroom, fell asleep. And when I woke up the next morning, I was still hurting. Went to a Dunkin' Donuts, waited like 20 minutes in line for a coffee. It was the longest 20 minutes of my life. And then, yeah, so it was kind of right around there where I was like, man, I like I can't do this anymore. You know, I have to make a change. What was your Dunkin' Donuts coffee order at the time? Uh, a large ice mocha with a splash of almond milk. I knew this one guy who would do a 10 and 10, 10 sugars and 10 creams. Yeah. That was back, so back in when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, working at McDonald's, I would go to the Dunkin' Donuts across the street because my time McDonald's didn't have any good coffee. So I'd go across the street and I would get a great one, a lot, well, that was a great one, hot coffees from Dunkin' Donuts with 10 and a half sugars and cream. Had to be 10 and a half. Couldn't be 10, had to be 10 and a half. <laughs> How did you figure yeah. out that ratio? 11 was just too much? I, I think I heard someone say it and I just like, oh, it's a good idea. I used to carry around this little uh, note that someone in a Starbucks, I think in Kentucky, wrote down for me. And I I don't drink coffee and I can't really have a lot of, you know, smoothies. And she goes, oh, I can make you something special, dairy-free, and I don't know what to call it or whatever. So for a couple of years, this is when I worked in NASCAR, I would carry around this note and then I would pull it out and I would go, I want a strawberry banana with soy milk and no whey protein, something (laughs) like that along those lines. And they would make it every time I lost the note, but, and I don't go to Starbucks anymore. I don't even know if there's one around here, but yeah, I was the same way. I would always go and have the same order. There is one actually now, 100% there's right on one. South Willow. But I remember that I would be the same. I had the same order all the time. And I would be all, I would always be like, Oh, Starbucks, pull it out the little note in my wallet. I would like this, please. <laughs> I never yeah. went for the. Could it be anything? I never else? went for the drinks. I'd be like, "Give me them donuts, that coffee roll, <laughs> the what, what do I always get? The vanilla cream donuts. Those are my favorite. I'm I all about the, the pastries. I don't even start. So I have no idea. I mm. see people post like fancy drinks all the time online. I'm like, I don't even see that on their menu. Where do these come from? <laughs> you see those memes and the guy's looking at it. And he goes, "Do you have coffee?" And they go, "We have coffee." He goes, 
I'll have a coffee. And she goes, okay, well, we have a roast blend and this blend. And he goes, coffee? coffee. You have coffee? I'll have a coffee. That would be me. Just coffee. Luckily, it's not me. So you weren't that active. You didn't do much. You had an unhealthy eating eating habit. You drank a lot. You had those big Dunkin' Donuts coffees. You decide to become Keto Steve in the summertime and the fall. And then you decide to get active. And it wasn't running that you started to do. So it was boxing. I had my uh, time, my cousins, I think they were his fiance at the time. He came over to my house one day and he had a hoodie on with a self-paw boxing hoodie. And I was like, hey, what's that? He goes, oh, that's the boxing gym I go to. And I said, where is it? He says, it's in Wyndham. I was like, huh. I says, I might need to go check it out. I'm like, that sounds like fun. So I went to the gym, checked it out, did a three-week trial, and I was hooked. You know, so I got up to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm like, I don't want like a regular gym membership. And this was not that, you know, it was the class. It's more class based. Um, They do have like a little gym on the inside, but that you can use, but it's more of a, you know, we're open during class time only kind of things. So I went there and I was like, you know, I'm going to do one class a week and that's it. So I signed up for that. Just when I signed up, they ended up having a weight loss competition that they started from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day. And I was like, oh, this is a piece of cake. I got that. So at this point, though, you're three, four, five months into your weight yep. loss journey. How much have you already lost before you joined I the gym? I want to say I was down about 70 pounds. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So how, how are you feeling before the gym, before your cousins, and you ask your cousin if you can join the gym or check it out, how are you feeling uh, physically and mentally and just health-wise? How, how oh, are you doing? I was doing a lot better. Um, you know, I mean, I went for, I was doing a lot of walks, going walking around the neighborhood, walking at um, parks and doing like the laps and stuff like that. Uh, there was a couple of times where I attempted to try to run, um, but I would make it around like the circle once and I'd be like, God, this is it. Like I'm done. I was never a lap, lap person. And then also still not really into the laps as much yet, but uh, you know, it was, I was starting to get a little bit more active and I felt that, you know, in order for me to keep going, I needed that next thing to keep me kind of motivated you know, because I've gone down like those slippery slopes before. So I figured if I start boxing, I'm like, all right, well, now this will kind of keep me motivated once a week, at least to get some type of cardio exercise. In. Did you keep it at once a week or have you been increasing it since then? So I kept it at once a week until January of 2022. Then I joined, they did a, like a fight camp program. So I joined that, which got me like unlimited classes for the eight weeks during the program. Oh, cool. So I started going a few times a week. And then after that, I upped my membership to two classes. Uh, well, I went from four classes a month to six classes a month. And then on my birthday on my, in the 2022, I ended up joining the boxing program where now I can kind of go to as many classes as I want during the week. I do some tap sparring and sparring, trying to train to hopefully get my first fight sometime this year. No way. So, Maybe he'll be the on the runs boxer. Yeah, you got that title. I'm not taking that. (laughs) Just, hey, no code browns in the ring. Yes, definitely not. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't do that. Punch to the gut might, uh, you never know, but. Oh, no. (laughs) That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool journey. You're still doing it. We're actually, it's kind of late on a Monday night when we recorded because you had boxing today. And I left that like 10 minutes early. I did uh, a little conditioning at the end and then they were doing like a little group uh, push ups and stuff. I said, I got to go. Got to get going. Well, you've been keeping up with your uh, with your push ups at home, but yes. have you been do- you've been doing them outside, right? 
Yes, outside. That was part of the challenge. Not everyone does it outside, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started doing outside. Unfortunately, my driveway is still not paved yet from some of the construction we were doing. So mm-hmm. it's all gravel. So usually when I get up, my hands have like all the little circles all over them and pulling yeah. rocks out of my hand. But yeah, I think it was a nice challenge to be out so outside with the snow and the rain and stuff like that. So I actually, when I pulled into the driveway, do. yes. I don't know what's nice about it, but I get it. <laughs> Fresh air, a little bit of fresh air. Yeah. You know, I I told myself, like, I wanted to make it a challenge. And like, well, for me to do, you know, this now, 31 push-ups inside, I'm like, oh, that's nothing. So let me do it outside. And that's actually made it a lot harder to be like, oh, crap, I got to get outside now and do my push-ups. Like, you know, I'm already in my shorts and I'm ready for bed. And um, Right. I know the feeling. I did really good the first couple of weeks. And even when I traveled and then when I had the craziest travel day ever and I got home late and I slept the entire next day, basically. I forgot to do them that day. And then Sunday passed. I forgot. Monday passed. And it was like Wednesday. I'm like, oh, crap. I forgot I'm supposed to be doing 31 push-ups, squats, and crunches. And I totally forgot. And I did like for another four days until the weekend or whatever. And I did it a couple days into the weekend, forgot mm-hmm. again. And then I'm like, wow, this is hard. <laughs> this streaking's tough. You you guys who stay committed to the streak, mm-hmm. I... I, uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed because me, I'm trying to remember sometimes so, and I just forget. I need, I need it writ- to be written down. I, I'm a big task scheduler person. So all my stuff is I always, it's a task schedule on my phone. So it pops up and I don't mark it as complete until I actually finish it. So that's kind of like my help to keep me on top of it. I have that for metal Monday. Oh, Good nice. job. Yeah. And then I, I, I sent Eric a message a few minutes later. I need a medal. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to join you for your February challenge, though, because nice. you said you're doing a core challenge and that yes. is where I need some help. So I if I'm going to just keep looking at your stories, and I'll be like, Steve did it today. I got to get I, on I my, my shit and do it. So, yeah. So it's the second month because it's the second month of the year. It's now two exercises and it's 28 each. So 28 my goal each. is because for the 28 days. So I'm going to do leg raises, 28 leg raises and 28 side-to-side toe touches, or what some people call, they call them penguins. Penguins, I did see that. So yes. I was like, you know what? I have to do it. I'm a you penguin. I got to do the penguin. <laughs> so, all right, I'm in. Awesome. Well, let's talk about running now, man. This is a running is. podcast, and you said you had trouble even just running around a circle before you You've did come boxing. come a long club. way, man. Thank you. I imagine that boxing has really actually helped you cardiovascular wise for yeah. running. So at what point did you say, yeah, I'm going to go for a run? So like that, I attempted some before and I kind of struggled. Um, and when I started doing the boxing, it's definitely helped at the cardio and a lot of, you know, kind of goes hand in hand. You know, a lot of boxers have to like, that's what they do for a lot of their conditioning is running. Um, and it's a lot of interval running, um, so that to me was like, all right, well, now I need to do this. When I did the fight camp, they wanted you to do some running in the fight camp. Um, and then now that I'm in the program, they wanted some more running as well. So at the end of 2021, I told myself, you know what? I want to do four 5K races, just a random number. I want to do four 5K races in 2022. Um, and then I want to do the Spartan trifecta. So uh, 2022 rolls around. Um you know, it's winter, so I'm not going to start running in January. Like, who does that, you know? Um, such a horrible time to run. But I waited <laughs> it really about, is. <laughs> waited until about March. Um, 
And my buddy sent me a text message and he said, hey, there's this race up in Manchester in June because it's plenty of time for us to train for it. So I said, OK, let's do it. Um, so I'd meet with him at the Nashua Rail Trail uh, every other week and we'd go for you know a run. It's a good spot. It's really nice. Um, and he was more of a runner. Um, he's the, he did the Marine Corps Marathon a few years ago. Um, so he kind of was really good with the whole pacing and, you know, keeping me going. So we would run out, you know, one to two miles, run back. Um, and every so often he would say, all right, let's go out a little bit further. Let's do an extra quarter mile. Um, so he kind of got me, got me going with pace and stuff like that. And, uh, I ended up signing up for, it was the Eversource 5k, um, on June 2nd and was just two days before my little journey anniversary. Um, so that was my bit, one of my big goals to do that. And I think I did it about 27 minutes for my first one, just over 27 minutes. Um, so I was happy with that. It was a little bit more Hills than I was expecting, which was not fun, but we made it through. And then, uh, I ended up doing my second 5k two days later over in Londonderry. Oh, wow. Um, it was a charity, kind of a charity race for a fight to fight to finish cancer. Um, and a lot of people from my gym signed up for that one. So I joined them for that. So I kind of got two out of my four done right away. Right. No rest. Yeah. No rest. They keep it going. What um, were your other ones? So second one was the, what was it? Christmas in July with Total Image running. Okay. We're big um, fans of Total Image. Yes. So I did that one with them. After that one, it was kind of like, all right, now I'm transitioning to Spartan. I ended up signing up for the... I did the super up in Loudoun and that one wasn't too, too bad to really train for the one in Vermont. That's when I kind of started getting into hiking. So I went out and did some hikes over a few weeks to get ready for the hills and stuff like that up in Killington. That's the um, same one that uh, our buddy Neil did, right? Yes. He does the, he does the yep. beast though. Right. I think that was what yeah, it was so called. That's was the the one, beast. Yeah. Up in Killington. So that's the one I did. Yeah. With, I did the same one Ooh. up there. He might have Very done. Nice. I don't know if he did the. I was gonna ultra. say you did it this year. Yeah. Well, he's an ultra. Yeah, so beast. I think he did the ultra, which is the. He's something else. The beast times two. So the beast is twenty. I want to say it was around twenty-one miles. So the ultra is I think forty something miles, Buff. and you have to like finish within a certain amount. If you're at not at a certain spot by a certain time, they pull your banner, like they pull your ribbon, and say that's it, you're done. Because oh, wow. you, you'd finish too late, so they try to time you a little bit that way. And then the week after that is when I did my fourth 5K, Pelham Old Home Day 5K race. So I did that the week after Killington, which was my close out of my four 5Ks. Very nice. Um, and right around that time is when I got a email application to sign up for some big race that happens in April. The race everybody loves. <laughs> I heard it was called a jogathon the other day in a video. Somebody called it a jogathon. <laughs> yeah, you saw the video. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so I was happy. Hint, hint to a future guest on the pod. <laughs> it's okay when <laughs> does it. <laughs> so you just you just kind of hinted a little race in Boston. Yes. It just happens to be called the Boston Marathon. Tell me about the application. How did that come on your um, plate? So I participated last year in the One Mission Buzz Off, where it's a event where you kind of, you know, you raise money and you have your head shaved off, at the, or your hair shaved off, not your head. You have your hair shaved off, 
you know, for charity. And when I heard about it on the radio, I was like, oh, I'm like, you know, not a bad, not a bad thing. You know, I had a little bit of hair growing at the time. So I just kind of let it grow out. A buddy of mine at work, he decided to join me. So we made like a little competition of, you know, whose hair is growing out, who's shaving and this and that. So I joined them for that event. I ended up raising just over uh, $2,000 for one mission. Wow. Um, and come, you know, it's come September, you know, I, they had like the emails that came out, you know, saying, hey, we have a open spot, you know, uh, for the marathon, uh, looking for applicants to join. So I applied. I think they said they had seven available bibs for the one mission team. So I kind of applied and kept my fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. and waited to see kind of what happened. And uh, it was a couple of days later, they did a phone call. You know, so you have, you talk with someone uh, from the organization, they do like an interview and they have a lot of applicants that come in. So they have to like really go through the applicants and be like, all right, who can we pick? Who do we not pick? Like, so it's really, I wouldn't want to have that job to make that decision. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I ended up, you know, being one of the lucky, lucky seven. Congratulations. So when you got the news that you were in, what was your reaction? Uh, I really need to start running more than five, a 5k. So (laughs) I ended up. Cause at that time, what was your biggest race? The 5k. Ah. I mean, unless you like Spartan Killington, that one was probably my longest, but sure. um, But yeah, other than that, the 5k's are my longest, longest races. I think I got it down to, I think my 5k in September was like 25 minutes. So it improved, but, uh, yeah. So I think what happened, you know, I was got the, okay, well, I got the, you know, Hey, you're in the marathon now. So I was like, all right, well, let me sign up. And I found the Goffstown, um, pumpkin regatta race there, the 10 K. So I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. let me sign up for this one. This will be, be a good 10 K run to do. And then I signed up at the same time for the jingle bell half. And I told myself, I said, I need to get a half marathon. And before the end of the year, if I'm thinking I'm going to be able to run a full marathon. And so those are the two two big races I signed up for as soon as I found out that uh, I got into the marathon. And you absolutely crushed that half, by the way. I thought it was super Thank fun. You. Rachel and I finally caught up to you and we all got to finish the race together. <laughs> you beat us by a little bit, but you had that, <laughs> that last finish line kick. Yes. But that was a lot of fun to see you finish your first half marathon and you absolutely crushed it. So congratulations on that too. Thank you. Thank you. It was a little, little tough running by those farms you know, and you're running, you're trying to breathe and you get like that farm <laughs> smell. You're just breathing. Yeah. In that was a little rough. Plus that was a very hilly course. That was not an easy course. So with all the rolling hills that they had, it, it took some, yeah. it took some, uh, some guts and that was yeah. my uh, first, first run using any type of gels and, all that stuff too. Never did gels before. And mm-hmm. uh, that's very important to practice. So you picked a good, yes. a good opportunity for that. And, and I, I hope you're still practicing with those gels mm-hmm. or with uh, nutrition. Yes, so I've, uh, I started trying the UCANs a lot. Um, okay. I found those to be pretty good. So those are kind of like my go-to right now. We know Ruth likes those. You know, I hope you listen to both Ruth and Alex. Alex is the uh, yes. nutritionist there for, um, long distance sports there. So yeah, I've started to transition, you know, away from that keto aspect of everything. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I still kind of keep the bear out and I've learned a lot from doing the keto. Um, But also I've been learning, you know, carbs isn't the devil. So Mm -hmm. true. Carbs are good. I started incorporating some carbs, like in my breakfast, I'll Mm -hmm. do uh, whole wheats, um, overnight oats, 
with some PB2. So you're still you're and... still picking out the healthy stuff. So that's that's a great yeah. path. You're sticking to your health journey and just picking yeah. the, the better stuff for you instead of the yeah, Twizzlers kind of, <laughs> that I would house. <laughs> yeah, Not the best the choice. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the sugar still in. You know, before I started keto, I was uh, pre-diabetic. So now uh, once I start, a few months after I started keto, I went to the doctors and I was no longer diabetic. So I'm like, all right, I got to keep it this way. There so, you go. Diabetic. Isn't there like diabetes one, diabetes two? Yeah. So, I mean, at the time they had me just down as pre-diabetic. So I wasn't like, I don't know if they had me classified as which one I had or if I had, like I was close to having. Okay. So I think uh, type one is what you're born with and type two, I think, is what you get. I don't know. One of them is the kind that you kind of like. It's hereditary. I think you were right, but don't don't quote me on that. Yeah, I am. Yeah, we're not the experts on uh, anything medical here. This is not a medical podcast. No, Uh, (laughs) absolutely not. Disclaimer. (laughs) Don't listen to me for that kind of advice. Absolutely not. Take me back to uh, the half marathon when you met Erica. Who saw who first? Uh, who laid eyes on <laughs> each other first? I think it was an Instagram message that says, I was like, hey, I'm here. Are you here? And it was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden we just looked across and we were literally standing across from each other. Yep. Rachel and I went yeah. inside the gym to go pick up our, our bib and our, our t-shirts. And uh, I was just, we were, I think we were looking for a bathroom, of course. And I turned <laughs> and I'm like, Steve, is it Steve? Because <laughs> I mean, you can no see more. people on Instagram, but... Just seeing him in person, yep. I didn't want to go up to somebody random and just be like, hey, I know you. Oh, I, I don't know you. <laughs> but I'm glad it was actually you, and I'm glad we yes. could actually meet up. Yes. When I meet you for the first time, it's I'm just going to be like, Mr. 305! <laughs> You're going to get a warm welcome from him, that's for sure. I can't wait. Dolly. We've been looking for it. I think we've, we've had two two runs so far, and Miss Derek both times. That's right, because... We saw each other again at the, um, it was the Festive Lights run yeah, from run, Total Image 2. Yep. Yeah. I, I told you about that. Well, maybe that was, like, oh, that was my, my last well, drink I've had now as well. I haven't had anything to drink, no alcohol since then. Well, maybe. Except you've been drinking those athletic brews though, eh? Yes. Athletic Big brews. Fan. Big Which fan. one is that? I like the can. So this is the Upside Dawn Golden. This one is 10 grams of carbs per can. So typically, I would honestly you know, buy that because the can is cool. <laughs> That's usually how <laughs> beers get me. I'm like, ooh, I like this one. This one's They do bright. have some neat cans. Mm-hmm. I believe um, Josh, there was a Josh that you guys had on your podcast. Yep. Yeah, Josh. Josh Vernon. A, Shout out to him. Yeah. He, he's an ambassador. So if you are looking to order some, check him out. He is doing a half Ironman April 1st, I think. He's doing Oceanside out in California. And he is, I don't, I don't know if he's sponsored by Athletic Brewing or he's just on the Athletic. I think he's on the Athletic Brewing it's team. Team Athletic Brewing. That's, which is pretty that's cool. ringing a bell. Yeah. He has the whole kit for Athletic Brewing. He has a deal right now. So, yeah, you could go to Josh for a deal. I thought you were an ambassador. Are you not an ambassador? I not, no. I think I had like a, one of those discount code things that they give, you know, when you order something, you get a yep. discount code to give out. Not everyone gets to be like Erica, who's an ambassador for, you know, pro compression and UFOs <laughs> and Fingers crossed, yeah. Gooder. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Gooder. Yeah. Er- er- Erica will one day be like, I-, I have lots of sponsors. Well, really, I just <laughs> I have lots of ambassadors. <laughs> All right. So Boston is coming up very soon. Yes. And you are raising money for one. Yeah. That is awesome. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing to raise funds for them. So my main goal is $10,000 
to be raised by April 14th. So three days before the marathon. Um, Whoa, you have to do it before the marathon. Wow. Yes. Didn't yep. Sarah get like until the middle of May? I had extra time too. Ooh, they, they're giving uh, you a crunch time. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's it was very stressful at the beginning, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you start getting like, you know, you get a couple of donations here, a couple of there, and you're kind of like, oh man, if it goes at this pattern, I'm going to be uh, <laughs> be charging my credit card a lot here. Right. Uh, you know, so I started doing looking at some different events. Um, I did two different dying to donates. So for those who are listening who are doing fundraising or going to be or want to, I would recommend, you know, don't be turned off by the percentages of what the different restaurants have to offer. So I did two different dino donates. I went to a local restaurant in Salem, New Hampshire, um, called Fuegos, really delicious. They did 10%, but it was on all orders that came into the restaurant. Um, so it wasn't just, hey, you have to show a flyer, that type of thing, you know. Um, very small business. It's, you know, the one place, that's it. And I kind of possibly helped that I knew who the owner was because we went to the same gym. But um, very nice <laughs> um, people over there. So, you know, stuff came in at the end and you know, it's hard to get right 10% and it's only food. There's no alcohol, but it was nice because they also donated on top of what oh, was actually great. raised that night. So it wasn't just like, oh, you raised like $102 and 20 cents. That's all you get. And, you know, so mm-hmm. they kind of went up a little bit more and, you know, made a nice donation. The next one I did, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. 20%, right. You know, mm-hmm. nice pizza place, uh, more of a chain place though. You know, in that one, you had to have the flyer and people had to bring in flyers and show it or show it on the phone. Um, You're not allowed to like, I couldn't walk around the mall and be like, hey, guys, here's flyers. Go eat there, you know. Um, So it had to be just social media and stuff like that. Um, But with the 20 percent, I ended up fundraising seventy one dollars and sixty two cents. So So not quite what you were looking for, but so, you know, just because the percentage was higher doesn't mean the pay, you know, the donation will be as high. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, you know, you know, for people looking for fundraising stuff, you know, just be kind of wary on that, that, you know, the percentage isn't always the the most important part. I think it's the location and what else is kind of offered in the background. How did you go out to this pizza place and the other guy? I know, you know, the other I know you knew the other dude from your gym, but how do you approach them about doing a fundraising uh, night? So the one for the Fuegos, I, you know, I sent a message on Instagram and was like, Hey, I'm, you know, running the Boston marathon for one mission, you know, looking to raise money. Um, they helped with, you know, the pediatric cancer um, patients, um, you know, with trying to bring joy, hope, comfort, you know, they throw, you know, different types of celebrations and stuff like that. So I kind of went in, through you know, Instagram with like a whole message of, you know, what the charity is and what they're about. And they responded back saying, Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. We will, uh, we'll set up, I'll create a flyer for you. And, you know, they created the flyer and put everything together. The blaze pizza one where it's more of a chain restaurant, they have applications on their website. So I went on their website and kind of sent like a whole application fill out thing. Um, and then they kind of got back and with, you've been approved and, you know, here's the details, here's the, fl- you know, give us a little bit more information about the event time that you want and stuff like that. And then they sent me the flyers to be able to use as well. And one thing about the the chain stuff is they didn't share a lot of the, the flyers that they post, you know, that they sent me. 
Um, oh. The local restaurant posted it on their Instagram. They posted it on their Facebook. You know, so I, I think, you know, the local side was very helpful too. This is a good, a good reminder to support your local businesses because yes. <laughs> they yes. care. They care they about do. people yeah. in the community. It's a, it's a lot easier to deal with with uh, some of the local businesses, you know, mm-hmm. versus the, you know, the bigger chains, which are good. And, you know, they do this, you know, all the time for tons of people. So, but they don't have the ability to be able to say, Hey, I'm going to share every single person's fundraiser because right. that's all their social media pages will be filled with at that point. So. Yeah. Um, it's the corporate so yeah, aspect so, too. It is. So, yes, yeah, so I think definitely support, you know, support local when you're looking at um, some of these different, you know, fundraising ideas and, any future events coming up? Um, I do. So I just fin- so I did the Thanksgiving football squares, brought in about eleven hundred dollars. Wow, um, nice! And then I just did a Super Bowl squares, which brought in two thousand oh. dollars. Um, so hopefully, if it's anything like the other ones, you know, some of the winners also put in an extra donation. I did get a text message today from someone who said, "Hey, if I win, I'll give an extra twenty. I'll give twenty five percent of my winnings." And so That's hopefully, great. you know, fingers crossed. And already all your squares all are full. Yep. So we're hundred percent sold. The donation was made on. So I'm up. I just checked today. I'm now uh, three quarters of the way there. So nice. 2,500 left to go. That is great. At this point, yep. you have what? Three months to do. Or, yeah. No, a little less than three about months. Two and a half. Yeah. About two and a half. All months. right. You know, so I do have an event coming up on March 5th at the boathouse. Well, used to be called the boathouse now it's just the boat over in drake at mass right before covid hit a couple of people i know they ended up uh going in on the bar together remodeled the entire bar inside and out during covid shutdown and stuff like that and now it's like you know opened up and it's great nice sound system nice new sound system when they were first able to open during covid they actually had you know the whole stage was covered with screens and you couldn't have live music at or at the bars so they would have the band either in the basement or they would have the band at an off-site location and they would stream it onto the big screen so they were live they were playing live over like a live stream to the bar so it was it was really they got very creative during that time so you know when i was looking for a place to host an event i said oh you know let me reach out to them so i gave them a call and said hey you know can i do an event we were looking at Sunday, like a Sunday afternoon, because it's, you know, not so much as the busiest time, right, versus like a, you know, weekday or weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So I went with the, the Sunday and I was like, you know, what, let's wait till after the Super Bowl. Let's let things settle down in February. So we went down for March. So hopefully we'll won't have any snowstorms and stuff like that. Knock on wood. But yeah, so that's uh, March 5th at the boat. We'll be doing some raffles. Um, I'm actually talking with someone for silent auction items so i should have some you know autographed memorabilia over there as well and we'll have live music um i have one band book from five to ten uh, five to eight and then i have a pending band right now that's going to play from two to four live music that is awesome yeah love some good live music i think i can go that is my daughter's birthday party so I'm going to have to share because it. that I will still be in Tokyo. <laughs> that that <laughs> is Tokyo. the race. That is race day. So I Oof. I will unfortunately be way out of the country. <laughs> but I would be more than happy right. to share so, and pump your pump your tires you. a little bit. Thank you, thank you. All right, so the boat is in Drake, Massachusetts. It is at 
It is at 294 Tingsboro Road, and the event will be from 2 to 8, Steve. Is that right? That's correct. What time do you think the raffles and everything will be done? Because you, if someone shows up, can't show up at 2, but they can show up at like 7.30 and they want to participate, what time do you plan on doing so everything? My current plan in my head, um, as I try to map things out, you know, we have a band playing from 5 to 8. So I'm thinking I might jump in there around like 6.15, 6.30, give the band a little bit of a And sing break. some songs? I might sing some songs. We'll see if they let me on stage. We'll see. If anyone wants to give me a microphone. Uh, Free bird. But listen, yes. <laughs> I would sing tequila. I <laughs> the to... easiest. One word. The I only got to remember one word. Song ever. Tequila. If I was drinking, it would probably be some Eminem, real some shady, but. Um, Ooh, there's a video wow, out there yeah. somewhere in the world of social media that's really bad but yeah it's out there that's my karaoke eric use your use your uh, <laughs> sleuthing skills to uh find that yeah. video <laughs> if you can find that all the power to you you're gonna like the instagram pick i picked i think so uh we'll get to that uh, soon so yeah so my, my plan is, you know I, i'm a i like to plan things a lot in my head so you know i was like oh i'll have a band from like two to four there'll be a switch over from four to five Maybe that's where I can kind of get a little bit of like a thank you speech in, you know, and then, uh, you know, let a band play from one from five to six fifteen for an hour, you know, hour and 15 minutes. I'll take a little half hour for raffles and silent auction, and then I'll do another hour and 15. Fingers crossed, man. I'm going to try to make this one. It's my daughter's birthday party that day, but I could make the evening. I can That'd do that. Great. So I mean, be, it is kid friendly. That would too, be so awesome. Bring the birthday party to <laughs> oh yeah yeah do you want a bunch of six and seven year old girls <laughs> i don't know about that man and two wild boys two wild two-year-olds yeah, it's gonna be a rowdy event <laughs> i'm gonna try to make that and i i would love to, if uh other people if anyone else here listening can make that it is going to be on march 5th in the afternoon in the evening at the boat in drake at massachusetts so i love we love to support people like you and someone like katie and someone like sarah from a year ago any of these local fun little events we're going to try to support and if if at the very least just show up and attend so that is awesome i'm going to try to do it erica sadly you will be in tokyo it's coming up holy shit (laughs) it's really not that sad though she'll be getting a pretty big medal out there and march 6th will be a big medal monday yes yes it will Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so that's kind of one of, uh, you know, it was funny. So I didn't really know too much about marathons and all that stuff, obviously. But, you know, as I started getting more into this running and uh, doing some more races, I've heard about the whole world habits and, you know, the six star running. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, that might be our next challenge. We'll see. I'm telling yeah. you, man, you're getting the hard one out of the way yeah. and everything yeah. else is lottery. So yeah. you'll you have you have time. Traveling part's tough. You know, I might be able to pull off Chicago, maybe the New York. Going overseas, that might be a little rough. But, you but know, hey, you have, there, who knows? you have forever to do it. So yeah. they don't have time cutoffs for the, well, the races themselves have time cutoffs, but yeah. for Abbott themselves to complete the whole series, they don't have a time cutoff. Perfect. So we had talked about your fundraising, but why don't we talk about your training now? How's your training going? Uh, training's going good. Definitely not the easiest thing to do, especially in wintertime, you know, by the time I get up in the morning to get ready for work, you know, it's too dark in the morning for me. It's too mm-hmm. dark at night. I've been doing a little bit more treadmill running, which I'm not a big fan of. 
but my goal is to, you know, continue the treadmill, the interval runnings, which kind of helps that a little bit. You know, I do a half mile at one pace, bump it up for another half mile, bump it back down. So I've been doing that a lot during the week one, you know, before gym class starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, today I think I did four miles on the treadmill, then went to the then did my gym class. And then, you know, now we're here. Um, I'll mm-hmm. probably do another, another few miles tomorrow. Um, but I've been really focusing, you know, on my long runs on the weekend have been like my big, I'm like, all right, as long as I can keep extending my weekend runs, I'm good. Um, so, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did my big run in around here where I did 14 miles. Uh, which was my longest. I don't know if, how much you're familiar with like the Lowell Drake at Pelham line going up Bridge Street. Um, but I did that going, went down seven miles into Lowell and then seven miles coming back home with my aid station being the uh, corner CVS. There you go. Good. But you've um, been able to do group runs with, uh, with your charity teams, correct? Yes. AKA charity teams is the name. Oh, oh um, well, <laughs> I didn't mean to totally nail that, but I'm kind of happy I did. So tell yeah, us more so, about uh, that. So I've been going, um, they do it every weekend. Um, I've been doing every other weekend down there. Yeah, I drive down to Boston Park. We start kind of close to where the finish line is. Um, and we kind of been running the course in reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been great. You know, it's, you get out there. I'm not more, I'm not much of a groupie running person to where running with people like side by side and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but it is nice to run with people. You would not like me. <laughs> uh, chatterbox you know, over I, there. Chatterbox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, him. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's that. just, just a little, <laughs> I had one person, I think at the, the half marathon that was trying to talk to me and we're probably like six, seven miles in and you know, my headphones, I music's blaring and all of a sudden you can just see this guy next to me. He's like trying to talk to me and I'm like trying to like lower my, my headphones down and trying to like breathe and talk back. I'm like, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm struggling over here. I don't want to waste my breath on talking. Right. That's um, a that's a skill <laughs> to talk yes. and run at the same time. Ugh, um, not good for so, hard you know, efforts. Uh, so a lot of the, you know, I it's nice. I like running with people, like being like, hey, there's people here. You know, you kind of keeps you, you know, like, oh, I can't stop. I can't walk because, you know, these people aren't walking. You know, I got to keep running. Right. You know, yeah. so it kind of helps with that motivation and keeps you moving. And, you know, hey, if they can go that far, why can't I go that far? Let's keep going. So it's been very helpful going down there. It's nice being in Boston. You know, it's different kind of experience. It's a, I think, uh, you know, there's actually sidewalks where there's no sidewalks where I'm at now. So it's mm-hmm. a little, seems a little safer to run. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, it's just nice just being out there, you know, and it's, hey, I made the drive down. I got to get those miles and, you know, I'm not going to drive yeah. that drive down there to run two miles and make I'm done. It's just keep increasing miles. I believe I have a 17 and a half mile run coming up in February with the group. And then we're, I have another 21 and a half mile for the hop 21 in March. So that would be my final big, big race uh, before Boston. Gotcha. Well, good luck, buddy. It's going to, it's a big deal. It's going to be a big accomplishment. I think you're going to get that money and I think you're going to be, I think you're going to go over with the night at the boat. So you're, you're, three quarters there you got 2500 to go i think you got I this hope one. so it's uh like i said it's it was a little stressful at the beginning so i think now that you know i'm at where i am the stress has kind of dropped quite a bit yeah it's what's it's what's holding me back man mm-hmm. i that, that would i would be so stressed having to make yeah. that much you know, money right? you know it's tough right so you got you know i'm on all these different facebook groups now and you see people talking on the different groups and they're like oh you know charity runners this you know 
they shouldn't be out there. Yep. You know, and it's it's tough. But uh I think, you know, as a charity runner, it's you know, you're not only training for one of the hardest races, but you're also fundraising at the same time, which adds like a whole level of stress to the fundraising is harder than the training yeah. is what I hear. I can vouch I mean, for that. You know, it's all that I know is when the day comes and I do this. I have a great support system of people who've done it before. I have the two of you. I have Sarah and Mike, and there's mm-hmm. many others who. And I, I know it. I know it can happen. I know yes. it can do it. But man, pulling that trigger on it, I, I got to earn it first. I got to earn it one way or the other. And maybe this year we'll we'll see if we're there and volunteering or helping out, doing something, doing our. Well, all of us have different charities too that you could apply for. So. You got yep. some options, yep. some references, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll vouch it. For that's you. right. <laughs> the tough part now is well, good luck. There's, uh, still, charities out there that are spots are opening up, you know. So it's tough. I feel bad. You know, you know, you got three months, two and a half months to fundraise. Right. Um, yeah, I would love to run Boston again, but I don't think I could make that commitment to just raise that money, yeah. especially having this such a small amount of time, because you yeah, need as much you. time as you can. It's get. okay. It's okay, Erica. When you ran Boston, you had the greatest day. There's no <laughs> way you're going to get a day that great again. It was awesome. It was yeah. a beautiful day. Weather's beautiful. Oh, boy. I yeah. I am knocking on wood for you, Steve, that you get an actual awesome day to run. It'll probably be it's going to be, it's gonna when, be awesome we'll no matter that. what. But honestly, that's you're better off with snow. You're better off with snow because then it won't totally saturate you. (laughs) Just wear some spikes. You'll be fine. (laughs) Well, all right, buddy. You know, every episode, every guest we have, we have two big questions. All right. And I'm going to go first. I go creeping through (laughs) your Instagram, Mr. 305 No More. And I find a couple and I found a few that I wanted to use originally. One was uh, you were the Joker. Oh, yes. That was pretty good. But I found another one, and I think there's a story behind this, and I want to know about it. So I'm going to take my phone here. I'm going to put it up to the uh, to the camera. There you are. And it says, oh, yes. yep, that's, that's me. me. <laughs> I remember and that. A, <laughs> I saw that picture. There's a movie screen. You have Ricky Gervais and Jennifer Gardner. Yes. Yep. The Intervention of Lying. Tell me about this. And why are you on the same TV screen as Ricky Gervais and Jennifer So, uh, back in 2007, 2008, working at a the bank, um, they filmed a bank scene for this movie where Ricky Gervais goes into the bank to withdraw money. The system was down. And, you know, at the time, you know, for this movie, the whole idea of it was there's no one can lie. No one knows how to tell a lie at all. So, you know, he goes into the bank and they say, oh, our system's down. How much money do we have? I'm like, how much money do you want to take out? We'll just give it to you. And he's like, oh, I'll take out X amount. And they just give him the money. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I could lie, you know? So when he was there, I got to meet him. I was, uh, at the time, an IT geek. So I was the IT guy. And I was able to kind of, I had to take away all of our computer monitors so they could put their fake monitors up, put the green screens on. So I got to meet Ricky Gervais there. Um, and one of the other, there's a guy that was kind of sitting in the back and he goes, Hey, he goes, why aren't you uh, an extra here? And I said, Oh, I apply. And I sent out like an application thing or whatever online. He's like, Oh, what's your name? Phone number. I took it down. He's like, all right. He goes, we'll give you a call. I said, okay. Um, so a couple of days later they called me and said, Hey, we have um, some openings for an extra, you know, to come do this like whole scene thing. So, and when it was ended up being two days, 
I think I got paid 10 bucks an hour, uh, but they were like two nine hour days. So it was oh. good. Um, yeah. So I got to sit and like, it was a big crowded space. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, well, there's no way I'm going to be seen in this movie. I'm in the crowd, you know? Uh, but it just so <laughs> happens that I weaseled my way into like the right spot at the right time. Um, and Jennifer, Jennifer Garner starts, they want her to kind of walk through the crowd and kind of push through people to get to the front door into his um, apartment. So she's right behind me. So she's chit-chatting and stuff like that. And I used to make a joke that, uh, you know, I would say, oh, you know, I don't know if this is visual or not, but that she could touch me here, here and here because she grabbed my arm and like pushed me to the side. And I was like, that's <laughs> right. I am never washing this shirt again. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, you know, we chit chat a couple times. I think she stepped on my foot once. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was a, a few little little banter back and forth here and there. But. You know, it was just kind of a cool experience. So you have not bathed your foot in since exactly. that time. Your foot has not gotten I a bag. Uh, tr- uh, put plastic bag <laughs> over it every day. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So that was my, uh, I think that was like my first or second thing movie kind of I went to. Um, and then I did a couple of others, but I was like way and like can't see me at all in any of them. Um, I went out. What movies? What what movies were so you in? For the fighter at the Songus Arena, they filmed some of the boxing scenes. Uh, but I was like up in like the rafters as like an extra person. And I don't even think the camera made it up okay. that far. And then I did drove out to where was it um, Pittsburgh and went to Heinz Stadium where they filmed the Batman movie where Bane blows up the football field and all the that little the cool. Batmobile all the Batmobile tanks that they replicated all drove out onto the stadium and that was a pretty cool experience. You know, because it's like when you're there. They already had the field was already kind of like pre-broken. They had like dirt piles and all this stuff. And then when like the fire happened and the explosion, it was just like pew, 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 like these little small things. And then you watch the movie and it's like, you know, <laughs> How so cool it, is that? it was kind of cool. You know, I wasn't, again, it was another large crowd. I ended up mm-hmm. getting like a t-shirt and a headband that they gave up for like the fans. And mind you, it was, that movie was in like August. They were filming it. And the movie was supposed to be a winter scene. So they're like, make sure you wear like jackets and like heavy clothes. So I'm there like sweating in the sun with like winter coat <laughs> on. And so, yeah, so that was, you know, a little tough. And those ones weren't paid gigs. So those are just kind of like drove up for the fun of it. Ten hour drive. So that one, yeah, me and my buddy, we drove out ten hours there, like right after I got out of work, filmed for ten hours and then drove back for ten hours. So there was no sleeping at all. Like over those. Wow. It was it was quite the experience. So the stuff you do for fun, though. Exactly. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> you need to create yourself a profile on IMDb. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. You could even put fun. this podcast under self or something. Oh, I could. Yeah. That's part of my like my extra kind of thing or something, you know? Right. Also, maybe a Wikipedia. <laughs> maybe a Wikipedia. There you yes. go. All right. So before I get into my question, uh, we didn't even ask him if he has any code Browns to share. Steve, you got anything for us? Well, he kind of does, but it's, well, he can still share it. Yeah. Sorry. You go. I haven't told a lot of people this story. So this is kind of like an exclusive here. Um, Ah, We like those. There was one time when I was about 11, 12 years old. And this was part of me just kind of waiting for that pager beep to, say hey if they go home but uh i was walking hang out with a bunch of my friends and uh 
going, we were walking somewhere. I don't even remember where. And I was like, oh man, I got to go. Got to go. So I, you know, said, guys, I'll catch up with you. Started walking. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Definitely not going to make it. Um, so I'm on this kind of like this street where there was houses to the left, houses to the right, very residential, uh, Oxford, Malden, Mass. So hopefully no one from there is listening from the 90s. Um, <laughs> yeah, so just kind of dropped trial right in the middle of the road. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm hoping that if I do this, though, someone will just think it's a dog. Thinking, you know, an 11-year-old me. You know, maybe if I just, right here, no one's going to tell it's a human. Right? Yep. So, uh, so yeah, I just did it right there. Then I worked my way back to my friend's house and, you know, did what I had to do to, to freshen up. But <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, back in the 90s, you didn't have to worry about, you know, all the ring cameras exactly. and everything that there are <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, because if you did that today, you'd be all over Google and all over, like, you know, Reddit yeah. or something. It's yeah. like so that, that lady. Is. I think the lady from Colorado, is it? The, like, the notorious pooper? Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I, you know, I, when I think of that story, I think to myself, what I, what would I do in a race? You know, I think uh, depending on if I'm going for time, I probably won't stop. But if I'm not really going for time, then you know, I think it would definitely be a pit stop. I think it would definitely be a pit stop. Oh, right in the middle of the street in Malden, yeah. Mass. <laughs> so hopefully, what was that? Oxford, Oxford street? street, probably about ninety-eight, ninety-nine. <laughs> so yeah, if anyone's listening from that area, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, you're just lucky the internet was just starting then, man. <laughs> um, wow. You know, so m- most recently I did, you know, during one of my runs down to Boston, uh, about four miles in, I ended up running and I continued to run into a Starbucks. And then I continued to run out of the Starbucks and as if nothing ever happened. Um, <laughs> that, that was Get a- some good <laughs> Garmin data on that. Yeah, <laughs> Check out I your think, Garmin uh, map. Uh, all right, Steve, we have that one final question, and I believe you are a listener to our I Spotify am. playlist, so you already know the drill, so hit me with your best shot. What's what's the song you choose? I put down Face Off by Tech 9 and my uh, fan favorite Dwayne Johnson has his little end cap on it. Oh, really? Uh, yes. That was the photo I didn't ask you about. There's a photo of you in uh, The Rock, Dwayne yes, Johnson. That is my, my lifelong hero. Oh. Someday he will re-Instagram re me or something, someday, somewhere, somehow, and then the world will be complete. I saw that you were trying to reach out to him like, hey, hey, Dwayne. Yes. You want to yeah, donate? Hey, Come on. Donate. Donate, you know, Dwayne. We Come need on, to Dwayne. sign something or other. <laughs> That's another, uh, you know, where it comes down to supporting local. You know, uh, he is not very local. I think I spend more money a year in all his products than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. You know, but you don't get that support back. So, you know, support local because they may, local may support you a lot faster than uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Though. <laughs> as good of a dude as he is, he's still cool. Local is Great the way person. To go. Yeah. He does, I think he does a lot of different charity stuff and he does a lot of, you know, phone calls to kids and all that stuff. So I think mm-hmm. he does a lot of great things. Uh, just not for me yet. So we'll get there. <laughs> Well, man, I don't, I don't know where we are because we just totally went off track watching that video of The Rock and Kevin Hart. That was hilarious. Everyone, go and check out Kevin Hart and The Rock. Try their tortilla slap challenge. It is hilarious. And maybe one day you will see Erica and myself doing that as a real, maybe 
We'll do it with Steve, too. I don't know. Steve's got the box. He's been working out, doing the strength training. He's been boxing. I don't know if I want to take a tortilla slap from Steve, but Steve, you are fantastic. I'm really glad we got you on. Thank you for being such a great friend of the pod and a listener of the yeah, pod. Like I said, I like to you know support local, right? And uh, yeah, I like all the stories and the guests that you guys have on. So it's a, it's an honor to be on that list. Well, we love having you on and we're just happy that we're making something that you like. We're wishing you a ton of luck in the Boston Marathon. We're going to be following along. Hopefully we can be there cheering you on, if not volunteering at the race. So awesome. just good luck with the rest of your training. Yeah, we got to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah, we're we're figuring it out. I was all like, I want to volunteer with you. And now Erica's kind of like, what if we could like just run around the course and find all our friends and people? And I'm like, I'm down for that too. One way or another, we're we're going to make it happen. Yeah, we'll be there. Steve, thanks again for spending some time with us. I'm glad you had fun because we absolutely did too. Awesome. I did as well. Thank you. Love it. Mr. 305, no more. Hey, oh, what's the end goal? Is there an end goal for the weight loss? We never even talked Uh, about that. No. So um, for boxing purposes, my end goal is to be under 203 um, as more for a weight class. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I would be considered the 203 plus weight class and I would be the very lowest of the 203 plus weight class, um, which in amateur boxing, I would be able to, it could be me versus a, you know, 22 year old, uh, person who goes to the gym every day that weighs like 250 pounds and, you know, I would just get slaughtered. So, um, so my goal is to get under just under 203. Um, and then. That would be over 100-pound weight yes. loss, man. That is huge. Um, what are you at right now, if you don't mind me asking? I've been varying between like 213 to 220. It's kind of been like a little yo-yo wow. between so, that, kind of maintaining. Over 90 pounds. Yeah. Congratulations. That's uh, nice great. Nice job, Thank Steve. You. So that's been great. And then, uh, yeah, so hopefully we get on 203 before uh, September. So I think September might be my next big thing. Well, keep it up. Keep working hard. Stay motivated. Stay disciplined. Um, I'm looking at a guy like you losing almost 100 pounds now, and it motivates me to get my uh, get my weight back on track because we all have our ups and downs, our peaks and valleys, like you mm-hmm. said, and I need to get back down on that valley a little bit or peak. I don't know what you'd call it for weight loss. I'm going to call it the valley. So, yeah, you're the man. Thank you for coming on, really. Uh, I do appreciate well, it. So me. have a great time in Boston hit your goal. Maybe I'll see you at the boat and we'll talk soon, my man. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Steve. Oh, it was so awesome to get to chat with you. I wish you the best of luck on your continuing weight loss journey and at the Boston Marathon where we will be there to cheer you on. We will just let you know where to find us. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really good. I, I want to thank you, Steve, first for being a loyal listener and then for coming on oh, and sharing absolutely. with us your story. Mm-hmm. You know, mini, the mini David Ortiz, as we called him, but I, I really love Mr. 305 No More. That's awesome. I saw. I was watching the NASCAR race yesterday, the Daytona 500, not like a big yeah. race or anything, and a pit bull was there, and I was like instantly like, Mr. 305 No More. <laughs> Got it. So I was instantly thinking of Steve. I was he's everywhere now. Wherever there you go. I see, I'm like, there's Steve. So Yeah, that's an earworm. Everybody's gonna get that stuck in their head. Anyways, Steve, you're awesome. 
I'm super excited uh, for everyone who's going to be running in Boston. Remember, I think it was March 5th. He's having his event at The Boat in, I want to say it was in Woburn. Maybe it no, no, it wasn't. It was in Drake it. The, the boat Drake it. Drake it on the 5th. So that would be pretty cool. That's an exciting night. And when we talked to him two weeks ago, he was already three quarters there of his goal. He might be even closer now. You know, you had the Super Bowl, you had the squares and everything. So yeah, he, he's going to hit that 10,000. Remember, he had to hit it before the marathon. Which is weird to me because when I did it, I had, I think, an extra like two or three weeks after to to rake in a little bit extra money. But with the way Steve's going now, I think he's going to hit it in no time. And this this last event he's got going on, actually, it's not even his last event. I think he's got like a boxing one coming up after two. But he's he's going to hit it and he, he's going to just smooth sail his way to the, the finish line in Boston. And one thing that I totally edited out of the podcast, but you're going to laugh about this, was when we were watching the the Rock and the Kevin Hart tortilla slap video. Uh, <laughs> it was hard because I couldn't hear the audio for it, but it was just funny watching it. So I'll have to go back and look at it. Erica and I were like, we got to do this in the summertime where you basically fill your mouth with water and you take a tor- soft tortilla shell and you slap each other in the face with it. And try- <laughs> it was the best. Uh, the things we do for social media these days uh, or the things where you talk about doing and haven't done yet but we, oh that was so funny oh. speaking of things we haven't done yet that we were talking about our beer mile oh yeah the Apparently, beer mile the the beer mile world championships is a thing and it's happening this summer in chicago it's like elite runners chugging beers running laps puke it on the sidelines i saw like a an ad or a commercial for it i was like what that's like a legit thing i had no idea so i'm very like impressed i think we need to do an official beer mile now that you're gonna be a race director you can host a beer mile <laughs> we could what totally kind of permits do, this. do you need for that no if we could like let's 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 have the TI beer mile race beer mile relay <laughs> the TI beer mile relay let's do it oh my god that would be fun if i can figure out the logistics of something like that and have it be legal and safe and <laughs> i'm not liable for any injuries then yeah erica, let's do it erica's like let me try just one race let me see how it goes race direction here i am like let's do a <laughs> beer steps, mile man. let's do a triathlon everything else i'm like erica we could do so many cool events here and you're like let's just stick uh, with the 10 miler please let's just oh, just gotta start somewhere seriously my, my, we'll take it step like by step all these amazing fun things we could do so yeah let's let's do a beer mile the ti beer mile that would be cool we could call I want to do it an like, unofficial one first how's that it, it would be the b-i-e-r for beer oh like the german spelling yeah exactly that would be cool that'd be a ton of <laughs> that'd be a ton of fun let's do a beer mile so well in munich <laughs> yeah yep that's for my mom <laughs> We we could have we could have a ton of fun. This could turn into a fun thing. I know we're only in year two of the podcast, but this could be a ton of fun. So, anyways, with that being said, we, it was a long interview of Steve. We talked quite a bit early on about your your the ten miler coming back. That's going to be a ton of fun. So, I hope so. If you want, you can be one of our Patreons. You can find that link on our Instagram. And if you want to follow us on Instagram which I think you should because we're going to have a lot more of these cool video clips from Riverside, like this one you're seeing right here. Mm-hmm. Follow us at On The Runs on Instagram. Thank you for everyone for listening. 
Can't wait. Erica, you got a big week coming up. You got Japan. You're flying out in a few days. And we Ooh, got- it's coming up real soon. I hope you guys liked Nicole's episode last week because if you did, you're going to hear in a few weeks when you're in Japan. I got Nicole subbing in for the intro and the outro, and we'll have the little Instagram live with you in the middle. It's going to be a ton of fun. So I'm excited for you. Are you, are you packed yet? Are you thinking about it or is it like far away? Every time I think of something I need, I have a bag on the floor over here and it's I'm just starting to throw stuff in a bag. I I wouldn't really call it packing, but it's just like, oh, I should probably bring this and I'll throw it in like in a pile. So, I mean, I am I am starting to think about what I need. I'm just it's a little too far out to know what the weather's going to be like, but I, it's it's looming, man. I'm I'm more worried about the weather leaving Boston, like if it's going to delay my flight. <laughs> so I think there's some snow in the forecast, but please, please, no snow. Please, no. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. This has been a ton of fun and can't wait to do more. We got we got quite a calendar filled up. Erica keeps saying, you're adding more dates to the calendar. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> it's keeping us busy. Let's do it. All right, Erica. Send us off. Everybody enjoy your week and don't forget to stretch. Bring him back. Oh, we're not doing a Ben Ben. <laughs> I don't have it. So oh. I, I just oh, have it oh, saved oh, and oh, I have right. to edit it in. Yeah. So here, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Sorry. Tequila. <laughs>